0: That clock, 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 clock! Oh no, no! Well I'm tripping major nuts right now. Oh send it! Welcome to the world of winning. Hello and welcome back to the edition of the Switchback Formula One podcast, coming to you in the aftermath of the Bahrain Grand Prix. It's it, it came, it went, it happened, we're finally underway once again. My name is Graham, and joining me, as always, it's uh, Red Bull's fuel pump. <laughs> it's Luke Holmes. Hi. Hi.
1: How many times am I going to fail on you
0: this evening, Graham? Um, hopefully, not more than twice. Maybe
1: even three times. We don't know. We don't know what caused yeah. the
0: fire. Yeah, well, we don't know what happened with Gasly. To be
1: honest, <laughs> it could be leaking fuel. You don't know, do you? We don't know. Them. It could be three.
0: You're right. We'll set the line yeah. at two, and we'll go from there. But. uh... We're back. F1 is back. Bahrain Grand Prix has come and got round one. 2022 season is in the books. It was a race that was won by Charles Leclerc of Ferrari from pole position ahead of his teammate Carlos Sainz of the 1-2 for Ferrari. Ferrari's first victory since Singapore 2019, which I believe was 45 races ago. Apparently. Forty nine. Oh, 49, excuse me. Yes. Uh, and the 1-2, obviously, was also the same mark, because I believe they got a 1-2 in Singapore that day as well. But, it was. Uh, and then Lewis Hamilton rounds up the podium ahead of George Russell in fourth. Kevin Magnussen coming home for Haas in fifth. Valtteri Bottas finishing where he, star- uh, where he started in sixth place, ahead of Espanol Ocon seventh. Yuki Tsunoda eighth. Alonso ninth. And Yujo picking up points on his debut in tenth. And if you're new to the format here, generally speaking, we kind of normally we hop into the news of the uh, of the week before we go into the race. But this week there is really nothing to really talk about, and that includes the report from the FIA about Abu Dhabi. Um, look, I'm going to acknowledge its existence, but I have less than zero interest to actually talk about it because I'd rather talk about 2022 than talk about 2021 again. Yeah,
1: we're we're not going there we've we've spoke everybody spoke about it for more than long enough and we don't we don't need to spend any more time on it it's done no it's 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 done and it's not
0: being changed so let's move on then to uh, we'll just hop into winners and losers of the uh the weekend now this will cover a um this in this section basically basically everyone a sense will be covered unless it's like you're like bang average essentially is where you don't mm. get really covered <laughs> here um Because really, you can describe, you know, there are some people who fall into winners category, some people fall into losers, and kind of some people in between. But we're kind of hit on most of that uh, as we go through, and then we'll encapsulate kind of practice qualifying, etc. But we're going to obviously start with uh, the main winner. They were a big winner of testing that has carried through to the season it is of course Ferrari they secured a 1-2 finish a better situation I think they could have expected on lap number 50 um <laughs> uh, yeah you know where Leclerc was leading comfortably ahead of uh, Verstappen having a withstand withstood his challenge but uh you know sort of a bit of doubt whether you know he, he looked comfortable enough to Carlos signs against Sergio Perez but you know Perez is keeping him very honest Throughout uh, that race, but in the end, obviously, i late safety to say to kind of change things somewhat here. But uh, let's talk about Charles Leclerc first, because heading in, look, we uh, certainly I'm. I felt like Leclerc went in under the radar this season after last season, especially with all the science hype. Which look, fair enough. Look, obviously, science earned it. Deserves to be in the conversation along the likes of you know your Russells and Narces and the such. But I always felt like Leclerc was the season he had, kind of you know under the radar a bit. He's heading into this season. A little bit under the radar, uh in terms of the I think the talent that he is. And obviously we both, you know, we talked about in the preseason predictions about Leclerc being a is he ready for a title a title fight? And everything that we saw on Sunday and Saturday for that matter showed that yes, he is ready.
1: All calm and collected. Was the was the three words I used to describe him. I didn't see him crack under one bit of pressure there from the reigning world champion there was going back and forth for several laps after the uh, failed undercourt attempts by Red Bull mm-hmm. it nearly worked I-, I will give them that but according to Max it- he would have got it past if he'd actually pushed but whatever <laughs> twice apparently <laughs> yeah sure but uh, either way I think Leclerc absolutely aced it if he'd have been pra- if he'd have been uh, fastest in uh, practice 1 and practice 2 he'd have got a grand slam so that would have been a-, a nice way to kick off the season but either way he absolutely smashed it, and he—he's definitely got it in him. If he carries on the way he is over the next few weeks, picking all the points while people figure things out, definitely going to be in the in the hunt, hundred percent.
0: Obviously he took home fastest lap as well to give him the full twenty six points and pole position. Look, a few spins in practice as he was finding the limits, but and then even his first run in Q three, you know, obviously it was slower than his teammate, but he delivered the lap where it mattered. Got a good start built a bit of a lead, then Red Bull obviously, as you said, made their undercut attempt, uh, as, and, you know, look, we talk about Max Verstappen as, you know, someone, this, like, an unyielding driver, and I think people have forgotten, that the clerk is, you know, is not afraid to take it, and he's not afraid to get his elbows out, and he's not afraid, to go wheel to wheel with these guys, like Lewis Hamilton, and like Max Verstappen, we saw how much he was willing to do that in 2019, I think obviously with the two years Ferrari have had, and, because in many ways they've been like obviously twenty twenty was you know so whatever and twenty twenty one in a sense Ferrari moved to a stage where they were kind of in their own little little place and we saw Leclerc get pretty feisty particularly obviously in Austria last last season as he come through there arguably almost on the on the limit maybe a little bit a little above the limit. but look Leclerc was punchy he was also very smart he was very he drove very very intelligently and. Because, now, we can talk about this later, but Verstappen, he was... They caught him at an absolute rate of knots down that straight. Literally nine-tenths back. And he was able to go for the move by the end of turn one. But, look, clerk didn't defend the inside. Maybe he should have done the first time, but he he stayed left-hand side. He knew Verstappen was going to go for a dive. He knew what was coming. Very clever. Stayed. Waited to switch back. gave have a better run heading up towards turn four. And uh, was able to eventually, obviously, was able to retake the place. But I just thought of just consistently... Leclerc mentally and with his ability had an answer for everything Verstappen and Red Bull threw at him.
1: Yeah, and it, it showed, didn't it? He just, it, like you say, he knew what was coming. They, they, Everybody knows what Max is going to do. He's going to go for it the first attempt, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You leave the gap open, he's sending it. And Obviously, Leclerc expected it and knew that the DRS detection zone going up past turn three in the run to turn four was the best way to keep the position over the lap in an attempt to build himself out of the drs range because once he got out of that he was pretty much got the stopping in his back pocket really and they could gap him and yeah for me easily easily up there driver of the weekend not even close Mm
0: -hmm. there there are some good contenders for that honor Mm, as well definitely yeah the clerk honestly he was it just controlled proceedings and obviously the safety car came out late would have been really harsh had he somehow emerged in a situation where he didn't win this race because he really controlled it? Obviously, when Verstappen took the lead, took it back, was able to you know obviously build a gap and like it wasn't just once obviously that Verstappen came out. It was in that in that kind of flurry of laps around that lap twenty or so, uh, kind of sixteen, seventeen as well. Uh, he obviously he they went behind and was behind for a lap or two and obviously was able to respond. Like it was multiple times he was able to come back and have an produce an answer to Verstappen.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, that was something that surprised me, to be honest, because I thought, right, qualifying is one story, but when it comes to race pace, I'm expecting that Red Bull to be next level. But it wasn't, really. It was it was pretty much a couple of turns a lap slower than the Ferrari, if or give or take, depending on what the age of the tyres was and what have you. But I, I was very surprised. That was a surprise. I, I honestly thought, right, Red Bull had been sandbagging a little bit here in terms of uh, the first stint. They're holding back, saving themselves, saving the engine a bit, and then they're going to go for it later on in the race. Let Ferrari have their 20 minutes of fame. But mm. no, it, it didn't work out like, like that. I was waiting for the bottles in the pit stop. Didn't happen. Absolutely smashed the pit stops mm. to the booth there as well. The fastest two pit stops, I believe, that we saw on TV. Um it's two and a half seconds, wasn't it? That was, that's, Considering yeah. how
0: much heavier these, these wheels are, That's and obviously with the obviously still using the, the uh, delayed pit stops uh, kind of from last season It's was very mm. impressive
1: yeah when you got Mercedes doing 4 second pit stops It's was very <laughs> impressive and then uh, Crofty doing his utmost to uh, try and jinx it with the commentator's curse he was talking about Leclerc having his redemption which he did eventually get but my word he was doing his best for something to happen and then he starts talking about oh the, the engine could fail and then the next minute team radio pops up I was like, no, no, no! Please don't <laughs> do this. But no, thank God, It was like, "You've got, you've got more, you've got less degradation than Max. This is a good." I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. thank God." And then Red Bull went and pulled the trigger for the uh, surprising third pit stop. Mm.
0: Yeah, as be honest, I it seemed like it was a planned thing because, I thought, well, that's interesting. I, I, they're gonna, leave, I assume Mercedes will leave Hamilton out there and try and get him to the end. But they ended up coming in as well, and I thought they would have tried and leverage track position into uh, versus time, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously, with, uh, yeah, it, the way it worked out, yeah, they just end, most people ended up doing three in the end. Now, obviously, some people did make an extra top with you know in in part to that safety car. So everyone yeah, here did a three stop except for Mick Schumacher, who obviously chose not to. Uh, arguably, maybe cost himself a point actually with uh, that in the end. Oh, what definitely did. Uh, with, how, with, all, with, with what happened to Red Bull, um, Verstappen technically has four stops here, so as well. <laughs> uh, just speaking of Ferrari versus Red Bull, I am surprised that I did think Red Bull would have faster race pace. Didn't turn out that way in the end. I am surprised Ferrari were quicker on the whole on the weekend. I did think they were probably behind Red Bull heading into this one and they haven't really like obviously we everyone talks about Mercedes's upgrades and Red Bull's upgrades have we has much been said about anything Ferrari have brought we we knew that they weren't bringing a massive amount for the second test in Bahrain they want to get a better understanding of their car but i haven't really heard much about stuff that's gone on really since so it's not like it may, not in a major way it's not in the same way that we've obviously heard about Red Bull and Mercedes's upgrades
1: well, there's definitely no visible bits anyway. Obviously, you could see the Mercedes and Red Bull ones quite clearly, but rumours on Twitter, nothing. That's normally where you see like the breakdowns and the little Twitter feeds of all different pictures and different things have changed. So absolutely nothing all weekend. And there was no reports of any upgrades coming through. So obviously, I think they're very happy with that car and the philosophy on a whole. Mm. And it seems I, to be the right way.
0: They've, they were very intentional about understanding what they have first before the idea of bolting more bits on and i wonder if other teams have jumped the gun in the development race to try and put bits on put bits onto a car they don't quite fully understand and look not everyone's going to obviously fully understand their car it's a year long process you get to know your car but obviously some teams are ahead of the curve on others uh, it, again just speaks to the amazing work that ferrari have done in the last the last year to prepare this car and how ready it's been and how in a sense, out-the-box ready it's been as well, not needing radical side upgrades or the sort.
1: Yeah, they've they've literally, all the wind tunnel time they've had and all the CFD they've done, they've absolutely mm-hmm. gone to the limit with it and they've explored pretty much every avenue and it literally shows in the car that they the fact that we're at the first race and they bought nothing to upgrade it because they're so happy with it. It's very... It's surprising me because normally... I've been a Ferrari fan since I started watching F one. Like I expect Ferrari to cock it all somehow, but yeah, they surprised me that the fact that they didn't need to fix anything that was wrong, mm-hmm. it was working straight away. I don't. I, I, Benotto's done a really good job in it. I think it has gone under the radar how much things have been turned around. Absolutely, from the absolute sinking ship that it was in twenty twenty when he took over the reins.
0: I'm glad it was him that was up on the podium to collect the constructors'
1: trophy. Yeah, no, he should be, should be,
0: 100%. definitely. And again, like I feel like, obviously, with what happened with their engine back in 2019 and 2020, obviously with the step back they took, obviously they they've changed a lot of things in that in that uh, organization. And with it's, it's it's odd, isn't it? Like, but without having those, you know, those um, that going backwards, so to speak. I don't think they'd be in a position to be where they are now.
1: Yeah, you've got to fall before you can run, right? Surely that—that's the thing that well, I've always like admired about certain teams. How like they've got—they've gone backwards and then re-evalu- re-evaluated things, and then realised, oh, we've been doing that wrong this entire time. We can do it this way. It's just an eye-opening picture, isn't it? Mm.
0: i'm like, I think like that McLaren were like a year ahead of them on that. Path because obviously 2018 was when they're kind of they kind of like oh well this is not all, it wasn't all Honda and uh, obviously they were able to rise a little bit faster than Ferrari but not to this, not to this level obviously and mm-hmm. it feels like the general consensus among the paddock is that that Ferrari engine is the best on the grid at the moment and with obviously with the the obviously the engines being like frozen you know. They're locking in an, an advantage. Like obviously, they've homo- they're being it's being homologated in two parts. So obviously, it's March first it's so the first one, and then the second, mm-hmm. I think, is coming in September.
1: Yeah, and the thing is that Ferrari is just a, an all-round good package. It's mm-hmm. very good in the low traction zones. I've noticed it's not an insane top end, but it's definitely in the middle. But it, it's the slow, it's the very slow corners. It seems to absolutely yes. blast its way out and gain the advantage that way.
0: It's fascinating that despite being a different regulation again the low speed philosophy of that car is very much similar to what it was last year where obviously that was one of it, Ferrari's great strengths last year was mm. its its speed in, in low cor- corners and obviously it was so of helped obviously to taking pole in Monaco and the surprise one in Baku. Yeah. Where it excelled. And again it feels like that's it feels like that's their big advantage over Red Bull. I do think there'll be tracks where I think it's very close between those two Ferrari and Red Bull. I think it's Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't go ahead and immediately say Ferrari have the quickest car. I st- still, even after that, I just think this track suited them very nicely for some of the lower, lower speed stuff that Red Bull wouldn't have maybe had had an advantage over Ferrari at this track. But at other tracks, I think it could easily swing back towards Red Bull. So I think it is very close between these cars, and the track characteristics could be the thing that we could see, put, like who's on top weekend to weekend.
1: Yeah, now that's the th- kind of thing I like because I enjoyed that last year when we was like. Oh, is this a Red Bull track? Oh, is this a Mercedes track? They could win here, they could win there. It's the the unknowing and the fact that it's this close and the point where there is three teams in, in the fight at the moment. One of them needs to play big catch-up, but they are definitely the car is definitely there to be in the fight if mm-hmm. they sort out their issues. This could be... You thought last season was good. This season could be even better.
0: Yeah, potentially.
1: And more legit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh a quick word on Carlos Sainz as a little win of the weekend as well, just while we're here on Ferrari. Uh second place was probably as good as he could have expected. He seemed to be on the back foot for most of the weekend compared to Leclerc. And it looked like actually it was that was changing in Q three and then uh then obviously couldn't uh, couldn't qualify LeClerc, who obviously got pole position. But eighteen points for Sainz, race one you know, I feel like he's, he, I'm sure you feel like he's still right there, you know, in the hunt of things. So, all things considered, I think that's, that's a good result for, for Sainz.
1: That was a very good result. He was very hard on himself. He was. He, he seemed, I don't, I don't think he quite understands the car yet. There's something about it that he just doesn't seem to have clicked with, like Leclerc has. Because Leclerc was, was it like 18 seconds up the road from him at one point? Quite a big gap. Hmm to say that they're on equal cars and science isn't a bad driver. I expected it to be five, six seconds, something like that, but not 18 seconds. So Carlos said he's going to go home and do his uh, homework, which I'm sure he's not going to let an opportunity like this go. This is too good a chance to miss to try and even just win a race. Yeah. A good start for him. And uh, especially with the Spanish Grand Prix coming up, I'm sure that one's high on his list, just to even get a podium in front of his own crowd because, yeah... He's, he's definitely on track to be getting at least a race win this year if it continues this way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it'd be a matter of time. But I feel like the quicker, like the longer the season goes on, the worse it'll the worse it'll be if if he doesn't pick up that victory. Like to get this first one, I, I think it just has to happen soon for him.
1: Yeah, I get, think that'll lift him. Yeah, get that get
0: that monkey off his back, so to speak.
1: First and win and first pole, they are coming very. Yeah, soon. Yeah,
0: one of the two, definitely. And he, look, hmm. he was close enough to pole. We feel like he's in the pole hunt there. So, on there's only ten, you know. Mm. So, just
1: mm. I Le think all these... a bar range specialist, though, so you've mm. got to.
0: It's a good track for so, him, mm. and I feel like, yeah, I feel like science. Considering how far he was away from the clerk to be to finish second, I think that's a good weekend.
1: Yeah, hundred uh, percent.
0: Who else do you have as a uh, winner of the of the weekend?
1: Should we just get it out of the way?
0: Um, I mean, I assume you mean Mercedes.
1: Of, yeah, I'm not going to have them as a. These are going to be winners in the terms of the weekend for the result not for the team itself it's Hmm. it's a weird one now they picked up the pieces pretty much so third and fourth better than I thought they would have got to be honest but I mean I don't know what else to say about them they were just nowhere did it feel like they were closer to
0: those behind than they were to those in front
1: yeah but I think part of that was down to them going on the hot. That was very yeah. early on. They were the first like, ones to do out. that.
0: That looked odd at first, but then it kind of it was somewhat normalized as it turns out that oh everyone is struggling for degradation here.
1: Yeah. And then when Lewis Nelly skated off the trail, that was uh, that made me I was kinda of hoping he'd just spun out, that would have uh <laughs> top the weekend off to be fair Hamilton <laughs> was
0: keeping up decent pace with signs to begin the race and then yeah and then kind the of f- hit. fell away and then Hamilton was the first driver to pit on lap 10
1: yeah it seems like that car works its tires very hard for them to go on the hards it's uh, it's a very bold decision when the mediums are a much better tire and everybody mm. was three-stopping anyway and they probably knew there was going to be three-stopping so it is a very strange one.
0: So it was a good result for Hamilton obviously deserve like obviously it was a look it, just, it was more than what I, the card deserved, but obviously he was there to pick up the pieces. And George Russell um, then oh yes.
1: No carry on, sorry.
0: I was gonna say George Russell, good recovery after the you know the qualifying uh, didn't didn't really go his way. I was I think Mercedes used U softs to begin Q three and then mm. on the fresh ones Russell just had an awful turn one and that was it. Fell down the ninth in qualifying. Memes were had afterwards. Uh, you
1: shouldn't be P on in a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the internet
0: was loving the fact that Bottas was ahead of uh, of Russell. But yeah, a good solid under the radar race for Russell. P four. It's like you could arguably technically he's still to get his first podium. You know, given the event at Spa yeah. last year, I, I actually forgot. Had for, I actually had forgotten to mention his name when we talked about first time podium finishers when we did this preseason predictions. Because it's also a very obvious one in a sense, but like technically he's had a podium, but.
1: Yeah, but if he keeps on believing, Graham.
0: Yes, if you keep believing, perhaps it's possible. You can manifest it, is what Lewis Halton said. It's, it's, just,
1: it's like them making out that they've dropped to last and they got a it's, podium.
0: It's like that Mercedes social is ridiculously cringy. It's. Like they finished third and fourth. Anyway, it's it's it is like it is just they're oh, they're they're. I don't want like oh I don't want to. Have, just, their fan base is something else, man. I'm, I'm just gonna go and say it. Their fan base is something else. It's delusion amongst delusion. I know, I know. fandom as a general is delusion city, but good grief, it's something different there.
1: Yes, you look yeah. at the replies. Like, One explode Thanks for that.
0: Oh yeah. it's I can't Team wait for LH. the target to appear
1: on everybody's back. It's great. Yeah, good
0: stuff. But yeah, like they got more than what they deserved on the weekend and finished P three and P four is about as good as they could get for them, so I mean fair play for mm. that. Um yeah. I'm gonna give a win of the weekend to uh, Alpha Romeo. Uh in all regards, um uh, uh, <laughs> bit of a weird one because testing, yeah, like they put the boss put that a good time in on the C three, but obviously there was the car is quite unreliable and you're thinking, This is fast, but well, this might be fast, but how far could it run? And then Bottas puts in a great lap to begin, uh, or sorry, to start, and he qualifies P six. Everyone was loving that. The start came, bit of wheel spin off the line didn't help. Uh, lost a few positions in turn three, or sorry, turn four rather, and then he was brought directly behind Ocon and Mick Schumacher when they came together. So he lost position to Albon then. And we kind of pent up behind Schumacher afterwards. And he lost more positions that way. So the start phase actually like wasn't what lost the majority of the, of the positions. It was just the stuff afterwards, racing other cars. Uh, so it looked worse than what it really was it just kind of it just combined it didn't great it wasn't great obviously it was down in p14 by the by the end of lap one or so
1: <laughs> yeah we were not impressed but we didn't know what had happened yeah i
0: had to look back afterwards so it gives a bit more context into into that it wasn't a dreadful it wasn't a, like it wasn't the awful search just the bits after that but uh in real, like in reality Bottas and Guan Yu Zhou spent quite a lot of that race Not too far apart The gap between those two in the race In terms of pace and the such Was not that Was not that wide And it was only until the safety car came out At the end That Bottas was able to make up A number of positions as a result So his finishing position of 6 Is exactly where he started But a bit of a tumultuous Uh race In some some
1: regards I see what you did there Finishing position P- yeah. Position, <laughs> finish Sorry. Bottas long.
0: Well, was it wasn't even intentional, but you know, when the pun life
1: chooses you, when you a know. master at work, mm-hmm. you you're a poet, See, and you we, don't even know, yeah, it.
0: exactly. <laughs> but uh, so obviously, a, great, a fantastic result for Bottas and Alfa Romeo, who obviously showed that they've got a top 10 caliber at least car to start the season here. and Bottas finished sixth, and Guan Yu Zhou, obviously, Q2, I think, was a good mark for him to get through that, you know, first time round. Uh, good effort for him. Obviously, uh, like you, you have to like you're comparing Valtteri Bottas, a ten year veteran in F1, who spent the last five years at the, the top team, and a rookie. You know, so like, of course, there's going to be a difference. Either, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Such. I don't, I don't like that stigma on Joe because I don't think it really describes him. This is a person who's, you know, overrated. I wouldn't say overrated. That's a bit yes, harsh. He is.
1: he's he's overrated. He's good, but. You you rate him higher than what he deserves, I think.
0: I mean, I don't think he's any worse than the likes of like Stroll or Sonoda. I was going to say, like...
1: if you say Piastri, you can get out of this. No, podcast of course not. right
0: now. <laughs> I would never, I would never say, I would, I would never say he's <laughs> better than Piastri. That is, that's ludicrous.
1: But... It's, it's, to be fair, you are. It's a bit of an insult comparing him to Stroll. <laughs> I will say that. I, like he's better than
0: Stroll. I think people just assume he's a pay driver. And he's like the teefy standard. No. And that's that's not him. Like he was, he's a good racing driver and. You had a good testing, good qualifying. Obviously not to the st- that standard of his teammate, but that's what you'd expect. That's what you a p- hire mm, Bottas to do. And uh, he was close to, cl- quite close to Bottas for a, quite a bit of that race. Got some overtakes. Actually, Bottas was very busy in that race of overtakes. He was stuck in the fight. And Zhou was stuck in as well. And in the end, got himself a point for it. And it was very emotional after the race was Yu Zhou. Uh, but fully deserved. And I thought Alfa Romeo was just a really great start. Nine points for them immediately, which is... How many do they have last year? Like thirty.
1: Seventy-five percent of their points total for last year. So I was just going to bring this up
0: in race one.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is mad. They're they're one of the teams that seems to have uh, benefited the most out of this uh, rules reset. Mm, Them and another team. Uh, yes, another one of the bat markers from last year. But maybe
0: also another Ferrari-engined powered. Yes, uh, or sorry, a Ferrari-powered engine.
1: Well, all three of them have benefited, haven't mm. they? So wonder why that is. Hashtag legal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Go, watch someone protest that engine again. Just Oh, they, were, they are
1: definitely going to if this keeps up uh, Mercedes will not have it where their engines are at the back. They when they're two customer
0: teams and Aston Martin and Williams are languishing behind them, you can absolutely guarantee I'm McLaren. Uh I'm McLaren, of course, that's yes, right. Um anything else to say on uh, Alfa Romeo before we move on to the other
1: no I just think they've improved the most up there with the most out of any team really it just seems like they've gone in the right direction and uh, of course this is and this is what they needed to do and obviously the result for Guan Yu Joe is a good stepping stone in case he's Booted out at the end of the year.
0: Mm. Now, obviously, it's important to mention that obviously, Yuki Sonoda had a similarly good race in the first one and then dropped off significantly. So, I'm not going to pretend to get too far ahead of myself here, Joe. I just think he's, I just want, yeah, I just wanted to address that. Like, I don't think he's a paid driver, so to speak. He's talented. No, definitely.
1: This is a a confidence boosting race, and I hope it's not a similar story to what happened to Yuki last year, where he just, it was just a massive landslide and then came good on the last race.
0: I just think Sonoda was just massively underprepared, and maybe thought that his talent would be enough to make up for it. Yes, I think Joe's approach is a little different. I think a bit more methodical.
1: Yeah, and it's not—he's, I think, I think he's actually been with the team properly, whereas Yuki just sort of turned up and, yeah, it's it's a, it's a very strange dynamic. Mm.
0: So excellent weekend for Alpha Romeo. I think they're actually, do you know what? And we talked, like, we spoke so much last year about the Alpha Romeo project, all those quotes from Fred Vasseur, all that kind of stuff. I think they're probably more ahead than when what they likely expected in this first year. So I far, think they at least.
1: expected to be seventh.
0: I reckon, yeah. I reckon they could have easily, been, like, to be where Joe was essentially. I like, can pick up the point, but like to have Bottas there to drive you forward. Uh, was yeah, I think it's big. I think they could have easily expected it to be. And look, look, there's still 22 races to go, so that's we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves here. But I think in general, raw Pace, I think that car is f- further along the grid than I think they would have expected.
1: Definitely. Let's
0: uh, talk about the Haas as a winner of the weekend. Obviously, Kevin Magnussen. What well, a result, man! If you, Charles Leclerc was the, you know the star of the weekend, and then Kevin Magnussen was definitely second. Yeah, gets himself through to Q3. Starts seventh on the grid. Uh, obviously out qualified. Uh, obviously Russell and the such, and finishes p five he was gonna be uh, basically as a you know front runner of the midfield, essentially, like he was running a comfortable seven and at times he was quite close to the Mercedes at times mm. picks, picks up a p five Haas, obviously had zero points last year they already have ten, yeah. But what impresses me more is that Magnuson has obviously got to do some testing but was out of the you know out of F1 for you know over a year and he's immediately comes back in and sets down this gauntlet for you know just in the midfield and it's just you can't talk good enough about the job Haas have done and what Magnuson's been able to do here as he's stepped in.
1: Yeah, he's literally just walked into a great car by the looks of it and just drove his heart out. A few mistakes in the race early on, but that was expected to be honest. I think everybody's going to be a bit rusty in the mm. the first race properly. Anyway, testing's a different story, you're not exactly on the rails and in race trim and what have you. So you're not going to be feeling it to the max. But I, I think he did an absolutely insane job to say how little time he's had in that car. Mm-hmm. Just what is it? Like this weekend and a day, uh, if that.
0: Day, yeah, well, it was the, t- the two days, wasn't it, of testing. Mm. Well, the session each, I think.
1: Yeah, so it's basically equivalent just to one one day's running, which is uh yeah, not a lot of time when you've been out of the sport for a year. So not not great. And when you look at someone else who just came back after having a year out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's a very different story that one.
0: Uh Max Schumacher, you know, mixed fortunes for him, didn't get through to Q3. Got close, to be fair.
1: Oh yeah, very got close. Got
0: close. Um, again, they didn't pitch under the final under the safety car at the end there, and he was in tenth place to start that uh, safety car, I believe, and obviously fell down with his uh his used and older tires. And obviously, look again, hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty. You couldn't have predicted the two Red Bulls would drop out as they had, but if the Haas had pitted them. Then obviously you know they would have been the most points finish. But look, Schumacher's knock on the door. Uh, I do wonder. I look. I obviously he's quite a little bit further away from Magnussen, so I, I, I'm not going to get too concerned after one race. There's going to be some ebbs and flows here, but uh, this weekend can be about Magnussen. Uh, but another weekend that this continues, then we might have to look more at Schumacher.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, like mix. Going in, this is his first experience with a proper car, not not the pile of shite he had to drive last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I give him a give him a bit of time to actually get up to grips with it. Magnuson is very experienced. He knows what he's doing. He's driving all sorts of different types of of drive of different cars. So I'll, I'll just give him time. That's what he needs. He's shown that in the past. We give him time, and he will come good eventually. Mm-hmm. So there's a good driver in there. Yeah. Maybe not Ferrari calibre, but definitely F1 calibre. Right.
0: Again, we're, finding, we're going to find out a lot about Schumacher in this year's Like, is he just, yeah. you know, is he... This
1: reference point we've been we've went on about and F1 in the paddock has been on about that having Magnussen as the reference will show us how good Mick really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to, like, there's
0: a this notion going on on Twitter that, um, you know, that if Mazepin was still in the car, this wouldn't have happened, so to speak. Yeah. Um, the car was the car, regardless of who was driving it this year. Like again, the work—it like, doesn't just turn up and then it's good. Like it's all the, its a product of the work that goes into a year beforehand. Like McLaren did not just get better when Alonso left. That—that's not how that works. <laughs> like, no. So, um, the, the mood probably is better, sure, but in terms of car performance, uh, that was all. Like again, whatever drive. Like again, whatever. That's it, doesn't work like that. Like, the car would have been exactly the same potential had you know, Mazapin still been in it. Oh, it definitely would. so. <laughs> just for people that aren't quite sure how that works, like your car, the work goes a year before. So, oh. anyways, I just, yeah, that was uh, yeah, actually defending Mazapin, yeah, weird, not really defending, but anyways, uh, I'll give it win of the weekend to Alpine because. Seventh and ninth for Ocon Alonso was probably more than what Alpine really deserved, oh, on definitely. the uh, the weekend because in many ways they should be losers of the weekend because that car is seems bang average to be honest
1: it's it's sixth, isn't it? It's just six or seven you know just... what I mean like it's fight for a it's few not points. Blue, it's not
0: bad. you know it's exactly that's exactly what it is. it's an average car, and
1: yeah to that get car is the equivalent of a cheese sandwich. Is it's the very basic package, isn't it? It's you can uh, the Ferrari is like a full on like baguette with like every meat and every piece of salad you can think of sure. in it. And you've got the you've got the alpine just in the middle, boring plain <laughs> cheese sandwich. Like
0: yeah. it will technically, you know, uh fulfil satisfy your hunger too for a bit, but yeah. It's not the nicest meal show.
1: Add yeah. a bit of pickle to it, it might be alright which is what they've attempted to do with the pink livery which I'm still not a fan of well you got one more week of it to go I just look at it every time Graham and I'm just I just like is that Sergio Perez? I know
0: is it's, it is it is odd
1: yeah I'm just like I'm not looking I know Alonso here right now it just doesn't work <laughs> Ocon yeah sure but social media <laughs> me,
0: was not happy with Alonso's helmet no no it is odd social,
1: social media was not happy with Beattori being back on the grid either what he's been, like?
0: Sorry, he's been at plenty of races.
1: Yeah, people only just noticed that. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Um,
1: think, yeah. Jeez. The ban for life should have. Uh, yeah, but it got overturned. So
0: yeah, it was reduced. Um, uh, Alonso seemed to really struggle with tyre degradation, and obviously he had much. He, he got through to Q3. Obviously, Ocon was knocked out in Q2, but it was Ocon that had the superior race pace to Alonso and. They tried to get the bio sequence, you know, pitting one earlier than the other. But obviously Ocon was better on his tyres than Alonso this weekend. And Alonso really did struggle. So, uh, But double points finish for them. You know, more than what he deserved. Good start for them. Hopefully they can find some improvement on that car to get them closer to it, like the magazines and Bottasses. Because uh, obviously with, you know, the two Red Bulls obviously not in the fray here. And I'd expect McLaren to be a little bit stronger heading, heading forward. So, and that's like four cars immediately right there, three, four cars depending on whose issues when, um, which knocks essentially them out of the points. So, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm full on expecting to see Monday Ocon signs a new five year deal <laughs> just for bringing three three points home in Bahrain. So that's basically what he got it for last year. Sure. So.
0: Um, so yeah, solid. Uh, it's all result, I would say, for Alpine in the end. There, uh, who, do you have anyone else as a winner of the weekend? I have a few. I was
1: just going to chuck Yuki in. Yeah, same as last year. Really, he was very quiet. Very quiet. Didn't really see much of him on uh, the world feed. He was busy though. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah, didn't get to see it though. <laughs> I was too busy. There was. Did you Did you see the point of the race where Bottas was trying to overtake someone, and then it cuts to four corners in front of it? And We see absolutely nothing, and then somehow Bottas has overtaken someone. I don't know who it was, but oh, I was fuming. The TV direction again was not great. It's
0: a season up for everyone, hey? Yeah, I, uh, I thought, it was, yeah, a good result for Snowden, to be fair. Uh, obviously, the sole, yeah, the sole Red Bull Paratrain's engine to uh survive, it seemed. So, mm. PH, ah, oh, look, I thought he, yeah, he was in the mix, he was there, took advantage. Good result for him. Uh, that's the kind of thing he needs to do. You know, he was there to pick up the pieces when, uh, obviously, uh, where even was Gasly running in this race before that happened? I think it was He was a,
1: Magnuson. Uh, Hmm? He was beyond Magnussen.
0: Oh, so Gasly was in amongst the mix then, but. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously where Bottas' positions gained was as well. So, yeah, mm. a good weekend for Snow, I thought, in general. Uh, although he was knocked out in Q1, which was rough but... yeah
1: he went out early though he was like one of the first people to cross the line and track evolution mm, at the end was
0: very very rapid and it's not like Gasly stuck in in fifth for example like he did so often last year
1: no he they, they did not look good in quality they looked a lot better in race trim, they did so which is surprising it's normally the opposite way
0: yeah well that's that's i would call that a positive uh oh it definitely a is positive development to be fair but they uh, are
1: they are the team equivalent of mr saturday <laughs>
0: Yes, I think that nickname has to immediately go Just Yes I, I've i hated it for most of his career And it's just, it just Yeah, it's done
1: But it's Mr. Saturday I don't care I
0: care uh, I'll give Alex Alb on the winner of the weekend
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely I was, I was going to throw his half of the Williams garage into it
0: <laughs> Yeah like Definitely Somehow it got through to Q2 uh, Yeah To be fair uh, Now, couldn't do anything in Q2 afterwards Oh no, I think it, it, absolutely no chance. And a uh, good start, very good start. Got up to like 11th did, or so,
1: 11th or 12th. Did not see this on the world lead, by uh, the way. Mm,
0: uh, made up a number of positions, and then kind of, as you might expect, you know, fell a little bit away, but still finished P13. And if they figure out some stuff with that car, he could, be easy, he could easily been in a position where, you know, Guan Yu Zhou was in the such and pick up a few points. But uh, definitely outperformed that car again. Like I had a lot, you know, I had an Albon as just something, you know, a, a potential disappointment. But this, you know, I'm not like this doesn't mean I'm not afraid to say these did a good job. He did a good job this weekend and got more out of the car than I think could have been expected. And the finish ahead, finish ahead of two McLarens. So, yeah, I thought good, and good qualifying, great qualifying. So yeah, he did very in well.
1: What we, in what we both had down was the worst car, and I still think it is, but yeah. I do as well but I think it's a lot closer than what we'd realise. Yeah, uh, but
0: we also kind of alluded to that as well. Like, If they're at the back, yeah. it's not by much.
1: Yeah, it's, it's closer than I thought. I thought they'd be at the back still, but it'd be, it'd be like half a second a, a lot slower than the car in front of them. But they they definitely, with the right driver, can be in the bloody mix. Yeah. With the other drivers just might as well not bloody be there.
0: Uh, Latifi was 20th in qualifying, was he not? And... Yes. don't you expect? Drive... Yeah, expected that as well. Uh, he did finish ahead of Hulkenberg, but I would, yeah. I would guess in part due to just well, probably Hulkenberg's neck was probably in bits.
1: Hulkenberg's neck. Yeah. We'll go with that on mine in a bit anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, so P16 for Latifi. Not much to say there. But say there. But yeah, Albon, really good weekend.
1: Uh, do you have any other,
0: other winners of the weekend?
1: Uh, I don't know, actually.
0: I oh, have okay. some loose ones. They're not drivers, so to speak. Um, like Now, we could differ here, but we're going to talk about it. Uh I'll, I'm going to give the F, new F1 graphics away at the weekend.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Now, there's a
0: few of them I don't like. I don't like the new starting grid graphics. I liked the helmets. Oh, I liked that. That was the one I didn't like. But I like the new overlay. I like the new... And they have to they Look, they have to... Like the first race in 2018 in Australia, you know, for the famous first name, last name meme. Uh, you know, there are some kinks to figure out. Like... You know, George Russell did not set the the have the purple Q uh, sector one after like twenty seconds after he said when someone else went clearly went quicker. So like, there's a few things yeah. to sort out there. I did like. I think the the cleaner, a bit crisper. I do like the the I I'm liking the end of race our session graphics as well.
1: Yeah, they are nice. The, the the one that mainly annoys me is the team radio. I don't like how it's just text again. I liked having the, the driver's face there. Yeah,
0: I did too. To be fair, so I, 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 get, I was between that and the, the starting grid, I'm not massive on on those. But I think everything else but, then, like was pretty clean.
1: Yeah, and the fact that we've got the overtake opportunity thing, probability thing from AWS is gone. Well, thank God. We'll see. <laughs> so far, anyway, it wasn't there. It was bold to me, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's gone. It wasn't there." That's a positive. I don't need to, I don't need you to tell me the battle forecast. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we do
1: have a race story though now, which is an interesting.
0: One. I don't. I. I think that's fine. It's, it's yeah, just. It's just yeah. like where really you started, where you are. It's fine. That yeah, is the story in itself. Uh, I'm also going to give the a uh, the helmish, uh, the helmish onboard cam a winner because this is much more usable now. Now it's not crystal clear because obviously it's behind the visor. Uh, I could almost I could almost see Guan, I, could, I could see parts of Guan Yu nose for example at times um, but is it a much more oh, look they've obviously last year obviously they tried some onboard stuff between practice sessions and the race uh, it was good it seemed like when they had it on Leclerc's car in Abu Dhabi it was getting a bit more usable I would say it's a lot more usable now this year and uh, we saw a lot more of it throughout the weekend with Norris Leclerc great shot by the way in Leclerc of him like in the cockpit like raising his fist when he won the race that's a great great shot for the on but for that camera the visor cam
1: yeah i think the the quality wasn't brilliant but i think that was just some of the glare off of the uh, actual track lights itself but Mm. when we get to a, a normal daytime track which we won't get till australia then I think we'll see the full potential of that mm. come through because it, they have the quality of it a lot this yeah, year. Much more year. stable.
0: They've found. a seen they found a place behind the visor, which obviously you, obviously leads into some visibility issues. But you know, I think that's a that's a much more usable camp. They've been obviously wanting. Look, we've seen F1 do this for like the last decade or so, like in places here and there. Like obviously, I think of, like even well, even more than that. like David Coulthard had it on his 2008 Red Bull in Brazil as well as a special livery that last two corners. So we didn't really get to really see it then. We've seen it on, like, Paul Resta and, like, Daniel Ricciardo. And we've seen in other spots, too. Like, they've they've tried to have this, you know, to develop this technology, you know, sp- sporadically, to be fair, but, you know, for a long time now. So, but big, much more concerted effort to get it actually usable. And it's a big step up from where it was last year.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going in the right way. And I like that they're continuing to strive with the innovations. Mm-hmm. So, I'll give a winner for that. And do you want to give a winner now
0: for F1's regulations? The new regs that are desired no. effect? You're not willing to go out too not far yet. on that yet?
1: Not yet. It's in the right direction, though. I'm 70% there. The battle between Leclerc and Verstappen and the amount of midfield shenanigans that were going off. Mm. Yeah, definitely working. But once we've seen a few more races, then I'll say, yeah, mm. 100%. Barrain's normally good for overtaking. So, when we get to a place like, let's say, Monaco, yeah. <laughs> Australia, yeah, somewhere like that, where we've not had uh, lots of overtaking in the past, then I'll be like, right, yeah, this has definitely worked.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, let's move on to. I don't think of any of the winners. Let's move on to the losers of the weekend. Uh, well, obviously, look, obviously, obviously, there weren't even the re- they weren't even losers of the weekend really beforehand. But obviously, with the way the race ended for Red Bull, obviously they're going into this category here. Now, I don't think it should be. I don't think we'll have a, a big meltdown here because I do think that. Fuel yeah, fine. you know, the recurring issue for the two cars. they suspect a fuel pump issue. That's what they suspect. Uh so we'll see what happens on that. Unfortunately, the way it conked out at the end, Verstappen had a few more issues with brakes and a steering wheel issue, which is after his stop, unusually enough.
1: So I'm not sure what yeah, happened there. I think they've bent something, putting the wheel on, I reckon. They bent one of the tie rods slightly. Something like that. So
0: so not obviously look, big picture stuff, obviously like they're already 44 points behind Ferrari in the constructors, and obviously Verstappen is 26 points behind. The uh, Leclerc, but I'm not gonna worry too much for them. The result itself is obviously not ideal because it's a double DNF. Not not the first Barry in double DNF for Red Bull.
1: <laughs> no. They have um, come back from a lot worse than this. Absolutely.
0: It's weird because when that double DNF happened in 2018, that was also one after the other. Like when the Verstappen was crawling into the pits, Ricardo stopped on track. So mm. when they conk out here they do so simultaneously it seems like so very, very strange. But Look, the result obviously sucks, and the margin is what it is. I don't think there's anything to worry about too much, to be fair, because I do think that car is going to be the best car at some tracks coming up. Uh, yeah, definitely. Pace is there. Reliability was there for all testing, essentially, apart from this. Well,
1: probably a little blip in yeah, with is, Perez. This is the first major hiccup. Like, mm. This isn't something I'd be worrying about too much, the, to be honest. There's 22 races.
0: There's a lot. Like, you can recover from this.
1: The other teams will have an issue at some point.
0: Exactly, it, like it's going to happen.
1: The, the, I was very surprised that we got past fifty laps without any any car retiring. Yeah, it was hard. And the fact, then the fact, the three of them dropped within the space of seven laps. Not even that, four, four or five laps. It, they just all went at once. Okay. So, yeah, the reliability nowadays is is mental. Anyway, so something small like a a fuel pump isn't. Uh, not not that big of an issue mm. in the long room, and, sh- and shouldn't affect any of the engine components either. So no, it's it's not like the blooming engine's blown up, right, or a sound mm. fire, <laughs> like oh. gasoline. So yeah, but we don't know for sure whether that was just fuel fuel leaking or what. It could be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously, difficult result. Like Verstappen was nailed on for P two. Essentially, Perez was chasing P three. Like, do you know what? Like you could argue Perez was winning the weekend because he, like, it looked like he was quite far away from Verstappen. But come qualifying, come the race, obviously, with the, on the day of the Ferrari, turned out to be the faster car. Perez was not a million miles away from Sainz. and no. Verstappen obviously the same story with Perez or sorry with uh, Leclerc. So I've, I, they're both mm. the both cars were driving well, performing well. Uh, Perez made that move on Hamilton early on as well to get that done after his uh, unideal start but I thought Perez you know I was concerned initially into the weekend that he was looking quite and even in qualifying like whoa six tenths off it's concerning but when it came to the event itself I thought Perez was was quite strong for what the team are expecting
1: yeah he he was doing his job basically supporting Max and just being there, ready to pick mm-hmm. up the pieces which he would have done like, if the literally the, uh, yeah yeah if the fuel pump hadn't decided to go kaput. I thought so, he just oh,
0: binned it initially. I was like, oh my, like, no, Sergio. No,
1: I was like, oh. Hamilton's took him out. I was, I was like, I'm ready to see Twitter melt down after this <laughs> one, but no, it's just the, the engine conked out, and it just, not much pace in it, it just spun him round, didn't it? So, very, very strange, but ooh, they'll get on top of that.
0: Yeah, I'm not too worried about them, so... We'll move on to a team I am a, bit, a little bit more worried about, which is McLaren. Like The test, and oh. test was tough. I didn't think it would be this
1: bad. They were lapped. Uh, like I'm used to seeing them lapped, but not to the point where they're in 18th and blooming 17th, which is what it was. Mm-hmm. It was not where I had them placed I thought right they'll definitely be in front of the Williams here even with the issues and Ricardo's lack of understanding of the car compared to Norris and then even probably they definitely should be in front of the Aston Martins, mm-hmm. 100% that car is definitely better than that and they just weren't they were with them <laughs> it was terrible if
0: anything like Norris was one who struggled more than Ricardo in the race yeah you know Ricardo finished ahead of Norris in the end here as well like it wasn't they were both equally bad, those cars. I don't... Like, it's not this... It wasn't like, you know... Like, Norris making it to Q3 and Ricardo outing. Now, like, now Ricardo was out in Q1, qualified P18, but, like, Norris didn't get a ton further. And the race, you know... Arguably, Ricardo had a better time of things than, than Norris. So, yeah. They are behind the Williams at, at some point as well. And it was... That's, it's rough. Like, it's... I didn't... They, Norris is insisting that
1: this is track dependent, uh, but... I don't believe that. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man, because... You it, don't lose nearly a second and a half laps worth of pace,
0: do you? At were, one particular they, track. They were so good in, in Spain, and you thought they could be up there with the likes of Ferrari. Maybe a little bit behind that, but... And right up there were we, Mercedes,
1: we, but... We have them involved. Everyone has right. just
0: seemingly come on so quickly since then. obviously, McLaren had with their test, and Bahrain is just—they've been it's just been, been left behind here.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't think it's going to get much better at the next track either. To be honest, it's not very—it's a weak turnaround. So obviously, we've got the race the next week, mm-hmm. and they still haven't fixed the brake issue. They've only got a temperamental fix in there now, and it's—they uh, were struggling with overheating issues at some point. I think a lot of teams were, to be fair, but yes. I think they were definitely one of the ones up there, mainly, where it was critical. Mm. And obviously, Ricardo's entire start to the season has just been a utter shambles, not his fault, regardless.
0: No, I, th- I, I thought he did well enough in the race, to be th- fair.
1: Yeah, so so did I. It's just than I not the start, not the type of thing that he needed, especially after last season. Mm.
0: Or just McLaren in general, like they they were primed to build on from here and you know make improvements and get close to the front like Ferrari have and it could not have gone more the opposite way could not have yeah. gone more opposite way so if this, is
1: a, if this is a continuous issue then how much of an idiot does Norris look like I know long-term deal?
0: I know and the, with no get out
1: you Daniel know. Rick has got to get out he can walk he can go I'm, you know? su- I'm sure a team like Haas or Aston
0: Martin or something
1: yeah they would quite happily welcome him with open arms you know norris has sort of fucked if himself if you're here. stuck
0: there so again talk goes back to what we talked about when Norris signed that deal you know and this is the thing like this is the like in such an unpredictable sport you can't lay like lock yourself down like that or trap yourself like that
1: no you know two or so. three years fair enough when when the team's on the up and up fair fair go for it but that deal that long geez.
0: We'll see. Like, we'll, like, we'll see. You know, like it's, it's one yeah. race, so we'll, we'll have to see. But like, yeah, that was, that was about as bad as it could have gotten. And honestly, finishing ahead of the Tifi and Hulkenberg might be considered an accomplishment. Yeah. And just to get to the end of the race.
1: Yeah, the did just by getting to the end of the race, yeah. I think that was probably the best they could hope for, really. Yeah. And then maybe capitalise on a point if they could have been in there. But yeah, they were just didn't even catch up, did they? No. They didn't even... They were, they were that far behind that they got lapped and didn't even have a chance to catch up. Before no, they because the, game.
0: the uh, they before they cop like before it was Albon, uh, it was, yeah, it was Albon, uh, sorry, it Stroll, Albon, Ricardo, Norris, on TV, now. Hülkenberg. Yeah, they didn't get a chance to catch up. How do you feel, just quickly here, how do you feel about the race direction on the weekend? Obviously, we can talk about it, more, it Obviously, it probably is more applicable in F2 and F3, but how, are you, how did you feel about the, I guess... Uh, to be a firmer approach at the FIA, and uh, you know, new race, one of the new race directors, Neil's uh is uh, implemented this uh, this weekend.
1: I, I think it was better, to be honest. Just laying the law down in the first race, right. This is how it's going to be. Tough shit. It's the set It's been the same in all categories, to be fair. So uh, there's not like it differed anywhere in any shape or form. So for me, I think this is the the correct way to take it forward.
0: Drivers seemed a lot more. Satisfied with just how clear it's going to be from this race, and, and the same, like, I think it's like the white lines define the track. End
1: of, yeah. If you go out, no what track you get penalized, yeah. End of, doesn't yeah. matter, no no arguments. Which might,
0: you know, which sounds great in theory, but we'll see how and how that actually works in actuality with some the nature of some tracks later on. It shouldn't be that big yeah. of a deal, but so like, there will be. We'll see. You know, I guess you know, obviously, if they watched the junior categories, it was ex- it was policed extremely harshly.
1: Yeah, obviously, the main per- place you're going to spoil Bahrain is turn f- the exit of turn four. Which Did th- they do it? No.
0: The the problem with that turn four is that they have the with the outer the outer loop with that track. Obviously, like the, the tarmac extends at that part, mm. which is the only reason why like people go out so far because there's tarmac out there.
1: And of course, if you if you can do it, they've they've done it in years past because they could get away with it. Mm-hmm. This year, they knew they couldn't get away with it, and apart from the occasional mistake, which obviously is going to happen, and you run a little bit deeper than what you want, or you're battling someone and you get forced off, mm-hmm. then they didn't go over it. So that's how it should be. Uh,
0: do you want to move on to your favourite team as loser of the weekend, or
1: I mean, do I we can... have to? I can cover it if I you like, want. You go for it. I'm not going to talk about a Canadian man. I'm just uh... going to talk about. The returnee.
0: Yes, uh, Aston Martin. Like, I, I, look, testing is subjective, and there are some people who are saying Aston Martin could be right up there with Mercedes, and like fourth or fifth. And I was like, I've nothing I've seen. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not an expert at the track or whatever. But it seems odd to me that, I've, like, I've seen nothing from this car that would indicate anything of the sort. And we get to qualifying and they're both knocked out in Q1. And now, look, Stroll had a much better time of things, things in the race compared to Hulkenberg, as you might expect. But the fact that Hulkenberg was able to out-qualify Stroll, having not done a lick of real-life running until free practice one, is fucking embarrassing on Stroll's behalf. There's an absolute travesty of a performance. Now, P12 is whatever, but... Obviously generous given that the, the three cars that retired in Verstappen, Gasly and Perez were all running ahead. So make of that what you will. But just just like like McLaren, you know, they're an Alpine. You know, they're hoping to move forward up the grid here with these rules. And they've just gone. That, nothing, I've, nothing I've seen. Like I, when I put them as the ninth quickest, uh, the team to finish ninth in the constructors, I didn't actually like... I, yes, I predicted it. Like I've—that's my—I've put out there. But I, I hedged that with like that could even be fifth. But like that could actually be the ninth quickest car on the grid.
1: It is the ninth quickest car on the grid. <laughs> There's just no two minds about it. I just didn't think that would actually be the case. Yeah, no, neither did I. With all the bullshit they spoke about it, you know. Yeah, I was like, right, Lawrence Stroll's definitely going to pump some money into this. There's no way this car is ninth quickest. It would—it's definitely not the front. No way. No, I've seen no evidence that makes me think. Right, this is definitely the right philosophy here. They have been very, they are very radically different to everybody else. I think the thing that they've got similar is the louvers on the side on the side pods. They're very wide, and it just seems like an absolute handful to drive. I think they've just cemented the retirement of Vettel. If I'm (laughs) honest, well, listen. I've seen the rumours going around that Vettel's pulled Alonso. And got COVID, paid for a fake COVID test. <laughs> the gal driving the piece of shit yeah. that it is. Uh,
0: uh that's the only reason I'm holding judgment on that car is I just need to see what it does in the hands of Vettel.
1: Yeah, same, you but know? I don't think it'll be much better.
0: Uh, I think so. I don't think it's gonna be much better either. And they were one of the teams that probably had the worst heating issues. Like very early in the race, Hulkenberg was like, these, these are critical, like we just we need to pull out. It was like, like six. Yeah, it was very Scotland
1: early. Then. They couldn't even pit him until he cooled the car down, for God's sake. Like, mm. Hulkenberg literally got the worst comeback weekend. He might as well have not bothered for what it was. He got there at like 1 a.m. Friday mm-hmm. morning, for God's sake. He might as well have stopped in bed. <laughs>
0: Uh, I thought he quit, he quit himself as well as he could have, to be fair. Good qualifying, yeah. all things considered. He was only 500 off of Q2, which was pretty good. And he was happy yeah. enough with the lap as well.
1: Yeah, he literally has been given the shittest end of the stick. Yeah. There's, there's just no way, no way he could have done a better job, to be honest, with what he had.
0: Yeah, I think he's done well. I know he finished last, technically, but yeah. Yeah. Better what could be expected on that piece of, piece of shite. So, Aston Martin, yeah, just. Ottmar must be delight. Like I know Alpine weren't a ton better, but they did get a double points finish, to be fair. But yeah, Otmar must be delighted to
1: be out, out for last year, Graham, So
0: I know, I know. What an absolute shambles. Uh
1: what We've a great had year. Had long to, long what, a,
0: what a great way to start for Aston Martin. This is Brilliant. So I'll hold judgment somewhat until Vettel comes back. Which we don't even know is you know fully guaranteed. Hulkenberg could be driving again next week for all we know.
1: He could be, he could be, but I damn it. I uh, it, it
0: you'd imagine Vettel should, think. if Ricardo's able to bounce back, you know, soon enough, then I imagine Vettel will as well, but yeah, we'll see on that one. Uh, do you have any other losers of the weekend? I'm looking through here and I don't see a ton. No, I think we don't know. Because I've nothing to say about Latifi, really. Um,
1: and, no, he just doesn't exist to me. So. Uh,
0: like, obviously, unfortunate for Gasly to lose out, but I mean, not much you could do about that, really. <laughs>
1: Well, hands, so.
0: so I think yeah, that's that is going to do it for winners and losers of the weekend. Uh, obviously the clerk is leading the way with twenty six points, uh, with uh, obviously science behind on eighteen there. So do you want to do? Let's actually, do want, Let's before we talk F two, Ash. I'm going to do a brief F two talk at at uh, Bahrain, and we'll do a a larger F two talk after Jeddah. Can we kind of get a bit more running in, to see a few more trends emerge in F two. And F3 will cover at a later point because they're not racing until Imola. So there's time to delve into. I have lots of. I can't wait to delve into some F3. But. When,
1: going, none of them are going to Australia, right? No. Yeah, I didn't think there was. No. Thank God. Uh, this we'll is the first time <laughs> F3
0: was in Bahrain. Yes. Which is surprising to me, but there you go. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the Bahrain Grand Prix? And I've. I I did think it was very action-packed a bit of a lull uh, but to be fair I think there was like to be fair I think it was brewing up to be fair because with the there's a lot of different strategies going on and cars stopping at different times so there is a bit more separation I think you know was expected just maybe for that reason
1: hmm race straight out of 10 I'll
0: give it a uh, 7 yeah, that's exactly what I was going to go for. Not
1: good, but not bad.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a good way to start. Hmm. Uh, no other thoughts on that race? I think we're pretty good. No. Uh, let's move on to a preview of Jeddah then. Obviously, it's a back-to-back, so heading straight down to, Sa- oh, sorry, up, rather, to Saudi Arabia. and Characteristics of this track, it's, a, there's a, it's a, tweaked a little bit in terms of uh, the first sector, just to open things up a little bit more, I believe, after last year's little, few safety concerns. Uh, obviously we saw the very high speed stuff with some low speed stuff as well what are your thoughts on I, I know it's early to you know, to spot trends and which car is going to fare better but what's your sense heading into uh, Jeddah for round 2
1: Oof. hard to say Red isn't Bull. it uh, I was very hot on the Ferrari being good on the low speed so it's a lot of high speeds. so I'm going to say Red Bull would we'll be good round here, they were good on the top end speed the 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 top speed so i reckon max is gonna gonna win this one
0: and look they'll be motivated big time to bounce back after that and verstappen already has ground to make up here so
1: yeah but all they've got to do is keep believing
0: yeah if you keep yeah that's right well i know i brought it up to you but i almost regret this stage it's just
1: yeah name of the pod
0: yeah, I'll be right. <laughs> it's no, no. I'm just the, like the, the the name of the podcast is is not is nothing Mercedes related. Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Why not? Because know, yeah. we're very we're very pro Mercedes
0: around here. I know. Um. Yeah, I do agree though. Red Bull, I think, will bounce back strong here. Uh, because yeah, I I do think we we will see these ebbs and flows very much like we did. I feel like with last year being as close as it was, it was, you know, in some ways driver dependent or, like, circumstantial. Mm. I think this will be a bit more of a return to, like, your 2017-2018 kind of title run with Ferrari and Mercedes, where some races will just favour one team over the other. And I think that Red Bull should, uh, should be strong here. I think we'll learn a bit more about Ferrari in another type of track here.
1: Yes, yes,
0: definitely. So, and we'll see what Mercedes, how they get on. Obviously, look, the it's so early to turn a pecking order so you know i'd expect has now for Mayo to still have strong showings i just don't know to what extent what will we learn about the alpine will mclaren fare better here you know what about Alfa? like it's obviously so early in the season and these cars seem very temperamental at times so yeah i'm fascinated to see if mercedes can kick on how ferrari looking with more high speed stuff Will this suit Red Bull? Will this be the trend? Uh, are Aston Martin going to be as shit as they were last, last week? So
1: <laughs> well, McLaren going to bounce back and actually be where they expect themselves to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of different variables in this, but until we get five races in, I don't think we can really predict it properly. Mm. Once it's a we... very, very tough one. So.
0: Like, really, once we get... Like, I feel like... It's tough to say because, like, once we get back to Europe, like, it's when, like, the Spanish Grand Prix is obviously where a lot of the big upgrades go on for the first yeah. the first upgrades. So you have to see where the pecking order is after that. I really feel like once you get to, like, Austria or so, I feel like it's a little bit more clear. That's right, eight or so, eight or nine yeah. kind of range.
1: That's, that's normally when it is, the so summer. You're hitting,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're hitting your European leg of the season. You, that's where you really see it really begin to take shape. The early trends, of course, go they here and there, but the fast cars are the fast cars always, so... Um, do we just want to jump straight into predictions? Do you think, what do we think about the track itself uh, with these cars? I'm I'm excited because I, I really surprisingly enjoyed this race last year. Now, so did I. part of that was with the, the title, how tense it was. It was a second last race, a lot on the line. You know, the brewing point, like tension has been brewing for a long time and it exploded in that race. So obviously that element is gone, but we did get some good racing there. And I really feel like we could get some good racing here again this year as well. So I'm excited from that point of view, even if we don't have the title drama of yet.
1: I'm the same. I, I like this track a lot. As much as we slagged it off. <laughs> Sorry, I slagged yes, it off. Yes, you were definitely. hot on that. I was very hot on that. Uh, the whole of it not being built. I still don't think it'll be ready. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine um... this time it's not ready. <laughs> oh, stop. No, but Seriously, I, th- I think it's going to be not amazing because I think that a lot of the teams will be worried about crashing, and the cost cap is a big thing this year, and having a big smash early on is not a good thing, especially mm. with all the money money side of things. So didn't see it though.
0: To be f- like, to be fair, like I, like we're still waiting for. I was I kind of regret like not getting in a, like who's going to crash first prediction, and we we could still because. No one's really, yeah, we haven't seen we haven't seen one of these cars either binned or someone else cl- like we saw Ocon like you know send Mick around and that, even that was a perfect pirouette like no, like Mick barely even lost a place from us or so like it was
1: the the, the closest we came was to Leclerc in practice 3 yeah honestly, honestly thought he'd absolutely but no I was like right Leclerc's looking good here now he's going to bin it <laughs> typical Ferrari fashion mm-hmm. no uh... right, shoot go
0: I'm going to say Yuki Sonoda.
1: I'm going to say Lance Stroll. Mm. It would be typical Lance Stroll to bin it round here. So uh, And that wouldn't surprise me in the slides. But yes, Yuki is also a good good shout. Mm.
0: A house would be a good shout as well, too, I think, is here as well.
1: Yeah, Magnuson or William, not knowing course. the trap. Or okay. oh, yep. Joe Guan Yu, sorry. need to get that. I need to be correct about that.
0: I'm not calling him Joe Guan Yu.
1: No, that's how he's asked to be called Graham, so that's what I'm going to call him. It's like me calling you not calling you Graham, I'm calling you Chapel. <laughs> and
0: the classification work, here, it? it's it's Joe. Nice. Yeah, so, so
1: it's Joe going you.
0: No. Uh uh if you shoot into predictions, it's got we're very limited to what we know here, so Top Five go. Uh I'm gonna say Verstappen Leclerc Perez Science and uh, Hamilton.
1: Okay. I agree with Max. So Max P1, Science P2, Leclerc Leclerc in third, Perez in fourth, and Lewis in P5. Okay. So we've literally, we've we've basically got the same, just a couple, same five drivers. Mm -hmm. Which is basically the same thing. I like how we both didn't put Russell into this.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, encouraging that he's wasn't a million miles away from Hamilton in race one, that's a good start
1: It's not encouraging that he was p qualified qualifying that, Graham
0: Yeah, that wasn't great, but I yeah, it was more so with him messing up his yeah. lap than anything yeah. else, yeah. than like ghastly levels, where it's, it's just the lap is just slow compared to Verstappen
1: Yeah, the Mercedes, fan, the Mercedes fans were not happy <laughs> oh, <laughs> the boss that st- qualified him, but Oh, yeah. Love it. Turning them one of their own at the first race, what a surprise! Uh,
0: let's tr- quickly talk F two before we wrap up here, because F two is a back in action in Jeddah as well. So I, we'll do a quick mention on this. Uh, obviously, return to the old format. Well, mostly old. The feature oh, race God. is still uh, on. Still the the Sunday. I still don't know how I don't know how I feel about that. I guess if for a night race is going to be different because your race one's taking place at night and your feature race is uh you know is in the day whereas before it was the opposite way around so i still prefer the old model over that but uh two races been racing the feature race uh happy return to that i'm very glad
1: yeah i'm okay. not a fan of watching three races
0: yeah like even though they're technically with well, f3 and mixers 10 d1 less race but i hunter could be confused about you know who finished where in race one and race two and uh, obviously now obviously drivers can go for it again in this in the in the sprint race because obviously you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. qualifying screwing up like your position for race two yeah so uh race one i, I, I gotta get out of that phase man it's sprint race and feature race man I, Oh, last year, last year broke me sprint race was won by a very great a great story for uh richard for who Reserved. was he the last driver named to the grid
1: yeah he was literally a week before yeah
0: uh, to Trident, who took their first win since 2016, where back in the Mad. old, like it's not even the F. that was like still GP two? So it was, yeah. Uh, for all their success in F three, obviously they are the teams, their constructors' champion in F three from last year. So you know, great success in F three, but F two that's a great story for for sure. You know, great stuff to take that, uh, yeah, take that victory, sure. and yeah. yeah, yeah, great. These jokes can, can come back again this year, and uh, Tailport Chair took victory in the feature race. So. Uh, in the end, Porcher is leading the standings, here, the standings here, twenty-five points. Again, still showing that, despite he's, of course he scored nothing in the sprint race, still showing that bulk of the points feature race. Still, you know that's mm. that's good. Uh, I don't like the fact there's only two points for pole position now. I, I like
1: no, I, I, I do. I don't. I don't like it. Was too much.
0: I disagree on that one. But uh, Liam Lawson then. In uh, second place with 24 points, and then Vips in third on 18.
1: Who arguably should have won. Vips should have won. Me- his pace was mental. Yeah,
0: he was very quick. Almost took, almost. you know, obviously how much... Oh, gosh, he lost his over well, a lot of time in the pit stop. He in lost the like 15 race.
1: seconds. A
0: ridiculous amount.
1: At least he got the tyre on, though, Graham.
0: <laughs> True. What an absolute mess that... Uh,
1: if you haven't watched the feature race, please go and watch it. It was an absolute insane race. Just as normal for F2, they are f- absolute crackers. Yes, yeah, it's somewhere. yeah. A bit pure racing action start off with Then Once you get past the pit stops, Jesus Christ, it all goes to shite.
0: <laughs> well, the strategy mix up here was crazy because a lot of people started like the way to go was I don't know, like I feel like those who started on the softs stops. was like what what you would normally expect. But it was like, and that became the alternate strategy rather than starting on, you know. Yeah. um, But yeah, obviously, Pearl Dennis Hager stalled on the grid, had to go from the pit lane. He was having a great recovery, fantastic mm. stuff. Uh, and then they pulled him into the pits on, to go into the hards of the safety car and then only fit his car with three wheels. And then Callan Williams is having a great race. He started on the softs, I believe, and oh, yeah, yeah. having a great race I didn't expect it to be honest, because again, like no, he was one of the drivers I think mm, probably too soon to go from F three based on what we saw last year. But he was having a good race and then uh, literally blocked the pit lane <laughs> with three wheels. Yeah, oh, dear. And then, uh,
1: of course, Ayuma, I Awasu absolutely surprised
0: star me. of the weekend.
1: Yeah, well, well, for his races, yeah, take yeah. quality out of that it was embarrassing. That, Literally goes oh. out and spins after the second corner. Full-on Mazepin's it, but yeah. doesn't bit it. At much lower speed. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very poor, but he more than made up for it absolutely. in the races. And got absolutely screwed over by some engine issue in the other safety car restart in yeah. the last lap. He would have been in the five for like fifth or sixth in that race. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And we didn't rate him, but yeah. Well, we'll here's we'll the thing. Like, of like
0: we knew he was like we did We did see him show flashes of good pace to be France. in amongst the mix amongst the front France in particular was obviously quite good and then it's just the consistency with him was just where it just disappeared like but if he's showing this pace and this we'll see it again we'll see the, if the consistency can uh, continue but yeah more pace than I really thought he was going to show here uh, mm. who, who stood out to you for this weekend of F2 in general I thought Djokovic looked at home in with mp again
1: Well, one drivers tonight in particular but we'll get to him well yeah. yeah
0: some good good i'm talking about good good drivers here
1: <laughs> vips was for me he looks like he turned a corner this over the winter with the pure pace he had obviously Porcher looks like the title favorite i think from what i saw very unfortunate with the engine issue in the uh, sprint race probably would have been more in front in the championship than what he already is. So, did definitely him. Um, I don't know, there was, there was a lot of mediocre drivers this week as well, to hmm. be fair. Obviously, for sure, great job. Surprising win. Drugovich, I think, didn't really do that great, if I'm honest. Like, I said to you in the feature, in the uh, sprint race, if he gets out front, he'll walk, he'll walk it, and he didn't. He had a terrible start. Stash. But more than made up for it with a massive undercut off of the hards, onto the softs in the in the feature race to bring home a decent amount of points. As you say, back in his home, in the team where he probably should have stayed, to be honest, mm-hmm. rather than taking the jump. But you never know. Things don't always work out the way you expect. Uh, the Premers were pissed this weekend. I won't lie. They're not. I was not a fan of them.
0: Yeah, they, they, they seem to struggle. Drewley uh, was up there. And I think Hauger, if he was, yeah. Yeah, he but not what you expect.
1: I was expecting Prima to come out of the box and be top five straight away, mm-hmm. both of them. But no.
0: I think they'll come back fine. I yeah, think so do I. I think what showed this weekend was how much of a head start the likes of Dewan and like like Novelac and Caldwell had by getting those two races in, in, in uh, uh, Jeddah and Abu Dhabi. Whereas yeah. Hauger didn't have that, and I felt like that showed a little bit. Uh, certainly to start, is but I'm not. But he... I'm not worried about Hauger I, I've, I've, yeah. I saw enough in the in the feature race. I saw me able to go, get through the field, show some good pace.
1: Uh, he would he would have been a lot further on, you know, definitely if, if he didn't get stalk. So, Twice in both so, races in in, and Yeah,
0: both races. He stuck behind the sand. He wasn't doing so. Yeah, who was a pain to get by. We'll talk about the sand in a bit, but I'm not worried too worried about Haggerty. He showed enough pace to very feel like yeah he because he, he could be up here here. Uh I was a bit more more worried about doing and his tire concerns because it, raw Pace looked great. Like obviously qualifying smashed it absolutely stung to it, but uh, r- sprint race. Tire wear was not great, regressed. And oh, now, obviously, look, and now, to be fair, he didn't deserve anything from the feature race. It was his mistake, I believe, coming out of the pits. Uh, he, who yeah, did, he, who did he clatter into? Um, Tao. Oh, it was Tao for the lead, or for the net race lead, essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, that, and he complained over the raid. It was completely his fault. So I don't have yeah. a ton of sympathy for him. And the fact he got a point out of this was more than what he deserved. He was in the pits like three times in that feature race. Yeah. Such so was the madness of it. <laughs> um, who else looked solid enough? Callum Williams was better than I thought, but that may have been strategy dependent. Uh, Logan Sargent actually surprised me enough. He, he, I thought he had a pretty good weekend,
1: to be fair. Yeah, yeah same. And I think he's uh, going for that Williams C this year, 100%.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, he's he, he could be in play for it, because I think there is one to be had there. And uh, the Ralph Boschung Renaissance continues. He was show- again yeah. showing himself good. There like, tire with some tire issues in the race, but he, I thought he got on pretty well. And Marcus Armstrong was getting on quite well as well. He finished fifth in the feature race. There um, was tagged out of race one or, or the sprint race.
1: Jeez. By Dracous, yeah, yeah. Who
0: look Van Aert I think I think were uh, solid. They showed competency, which has been missing from that uh, entry. In HWA, and obviously, they smashed it in uh for uh, obviously pole with um Pinto in F3, so they came in and immediately were competitive. So, fair play, for the Force, you know, good, good I showing. they double
1: there. points finish in, in the feature race, um, but then they
0: not. No, Cordiel was 13th, JQ Hughes was
1: 9th. Yeah, he, 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 he 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 was pissed, Cordiel was <laughs> not great, no, but we knew that coming in.
0: Uh, also a mare for Ollie Caldwell so
1: yeah is... penalty law
0: stock go track limits drive through. yeah um, we should mention we'll do a better job with this in f3 the the junior drivers in f3 the ones who are looking for seats here from red bull academy it's jane deruvla it's uh, liam lawson yuri vips dennis Hauger, and ayumu iwasa for red bull for yeah. williams it's logan sargent and technically roy nasani yeah. Uh, Mercedes have Frederick Vesti who I thought was piss for the weekend but
1: I laughed so hard <laughs> um, I know you've
0: never been a fan no overrated uh, for the Alpine Academy it's uh, Jack Doohan and Ollie Caldwell and for Sauber it's Theo Porcher am I missing anyone from that
1: list I don't believe you are because Drugovich isn't part of anything
0: and I don't think Fischer Paldi is part of anything no he's not so I think and Boschong even not Armstrong yeah, Al, no longer is, is so
1: yeah, Bob yeah, Bass is not.
0: No, so no. Again, no Ferrari juniors here. They've a number of good, promising ones in F three. Yeah,
1: so. they've got two very good ones.
0: Um. So, yeah. Here we go. I well, actually, before we do, um, the do one excelling in qualifying made it all the more confusing as to his choice to go to Alpine. Just yeah. Oh, especially There's given the no
1: somewhere else. <laughs>
0: Just. Oh man! Just the better he does, the more bizarre that choice is going to be.
1: Yeah, he he he's absolutely
0: stuffed himself. Absolutely ridiculous! Like he like he just he. I know we've talked about like he's he's just seen uh, flipping Piastri not get a drive despite being a comfortable champion. Mm. Ugh. Anyways, uh, Roy Nassani was obviously a, a hot topic of conversation. Uh, just. Do you know what? Could have been disqualified. Do you know what? He was actually running in some decent places in the weekend.
1: Well, yeah. You know why? He was an absolute boss. He was
0: a boss, but qualified okay. I think he qualified like twelfth.
1: Yeah, he did. He was
0: decent. It was actually very decent. He was running in a decent place. Yeah, actually, actually, don't actually, you
1: dare he, praise him. He qualified eleventh.
0: So like, it was like I was like, like he's he actually he's not actually even improved, has he? And then we saw this like the, the same old Roy sign that we've seen time after time just a bus with absolutely just questionable racecraft. Now there are some there are, there are some questionable stuff in the sprint race with the feature race. Richard Verschoor was absolutely incensed. It was it reminded me of like revenge driving and league racing essentially in, in in esports essentially where you lose a position and you're like right hell for leather Consequences be damned! I'm just sending it in this next corner.
1: It was the one on the last corner for me. The the car uh, was miles in front of him. Turn eleven as just, well. Yeah, he just decided there was the smallest gap, and he just chucked his car up the inside, and then absolutely stuffed himself because he'd gone that deep, and he lost like four or five positions, and then it led to the for getting taken out because everybody but backed up. It was it was bonkers. Yeah, absolutely abysmal, and, embarrass- and embarrassing. Uh, not investigated by the,
0: the stewards by the way and for sure said afterwards that he shouldn't have a license I, f- I try to find i feel like someone said something similar in abu dhabi because i know he came together with piastri wasn't it in it was race two
1: vips.
0: yeah i think vi- i think vips was the one that was confused as to why he- i think it was vips wasn't it that said it, mm. this guy has like how does this guy have a license essentially so not the first time it's come up, and probably not the last. But yeah, and he and do you know what the worst thing is he he scored points in the feature race because of it. Yeah, he he yeah. he finished eighth, and he actually scored points for that shit show. You know. Yeah, he's an,
1: he's an absolute twat. Oh, he, even David Falzaki was like, "This is too much." You, you heard him. There the, was him and Alex Jakes on commentary, and then. Alex Shakes was commentating over the absolute mess that it was, and Valsecchi was in the background, away from his microphone. You could say, he'd just hear him say, "This is this is too far. This is too much. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want to see," in his blooming Italian accent.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, and J- Jane Deruva was also not impressed.
0: Now, and Jane Deruva, I would also describe as not the gracious side side racer. He's had a few come to he's had, he's come together with a few drivers, but mm. yeah, even he was. You like, can race with him, sure,
1: not to a point.
0: Yeah. So that was the Sani anyways. Uh, yeah, I'm not, ha- I was very happy to hear Davide Velsecki back in the commentary box. Alex Bruntal, bear been busy or recovering. It was wet. It was, it
1: was Sebring, 24 hours of Sebring. Okay, good. Because. Yeah, that's why I like, know there's no Anthony Davidson on F1 this weekend as well.
0: Thank God. Oh, th- thank you so much F1 TV for including your own commentary feed. Now, Ben Edwards isn't, I'm not massive on Ben Edwards, but I'd rather listen to Ben Edwards and Julian Palmer. Than david croft and the rest of the sky sports team i'm so happy and heck we get flip you get flipping uh sam collins as a bonus as a pit lane that's fantastic that's exactly that's perfect
1: you you know i I don't mind the sky commentary oh there there has its moments but it's it's what it is i'm so glad i have the
0: choice so thank you so much f1 tv um so, but just with F2, uh, yeah, obviously Portia leads the way. Lawson had a good weekend, to be fair, as well. Like, consistent, good, good results in the yeah. two races there. Vips, obviously, had great pace. So, yeah, we'll see. we'll see a few more, I think, trends emerge. This is the longest F2 season ever. So, you know, it's going be, to be busy. Mm, and uh, we'll see a few more I think patterns emerge when we get to Jeddah so that should be fun but that I think is there anything else you'd like to add on the motorsport weekend I don't think there's any uh, any other headlines coming through after the uh, Bahrain race
1: no there was nothing from me
0: uh, just the thing on race fans with the rest is pleased with the first race after replacing F1's horrible old cars he 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 did he talked fair afterwards. he does not like he did not like the old gen cars the old era
1: of cars they were, they were great to draw to watch, but... Great for yeah. qualifying, I'm sure. Mm, for the limit, definitely. So, anywho's nothing
0: to add on that?
1: No, I I'm think i um... looking at El Clasico.
0: Oh, right. Who's winning that, actually?
1: Barcelona, actually.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, surprisingly. Surprise. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Switchback Formula 1 podcast. I think we've done quite well to get all of that in, an F2 in under an hour and a half. I think that's pretty solid yeah so yeah very happy with that so thank you so much for joining us this week and of course another race week to come so look forward to that I've been Graham
1: I have been hashtag team LH prick you're not that is back. my initials by the way that is not me being
0: it's, oh it really is yeah oh dear on that bummer we'll, uh, we'll see
1: you next week Keep believing guys.